Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Welcome to the Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast, we're talking about theology. We're going to ask the question of what is it, should we study, and are we wasting our times getting stuck in the weeds of the Christian faith? Fuller, you ready? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. You, you, you good over there, boss? I, I'm, I had to do a little mic readjustment. <laughs> I look over and I'm like, dude, what are you doing to your mic stand? Just a little mic readjust. Well, we're still getting used to our new studio, man. We are. I, yeah. The people are used to us being our new studio by now. I would hope so. I, I would hope so. Week three. I mean, we look better on YouTube, in my opinion. Well, except that people, I still haven't moved the sign down and and people can see our pants and, this episode. That's and I don't, right. That's weird. Because normally right. I sit weird and I don't know. Good thing I wear real pants tonight. You know what? As long as we don't pick our nose, I think we'll be all right. But I always pick my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like Janiel's biggest, like, a pet peeve is not the right word. No. Janiel, use the right language for me. I think I'm the one that pointed it out. Is, is it because she's always like, no, we were no, watching, no. We were watching, and I'm like, Mark, what are you doing? Mark, no, no, it's Mark. It's a fidget. Oh, <laughs> it's a fidget. And tonight, I can't mess with my hair because I chopped it it's off like, right before we started recording. It's beautiful. It, it, I feel awkward. My head is cold. I feel itchy. Well, there's nothing touching my face anymore. And from last episode, I shaved my beard. Like you it's did. Down. I noticed that right it's when like, I whoa. walked in. Like, why did you shave your beard? So it's not, it's not even like spring yet. It was getting a little. It was like very itchy for some reason, which is weird because I use oil all the I, time I on I it. Use oil. Which what oil do you use? Uh, well, I got a new oil. It might have been that. It mm. was from Amazon. I don't remember what it's called. Okay. Typically, I use. Uh, oh no, I can't think of it. Uh, Amish. Amish. Uh, Amish beard, I think is what it's called, which is like a really good one. Hmm. Uh, but then I went to this other brand that I was trying. It was like really itchy on my chin. And on your chin uh, specifically? On my chin, just on my chin. Oh, see, mine's more above my upper lip. Yeah, I never, it's there. always right here on my chin, which is where it always gets dried out. But uh, yeah, so I was like, it was uh, the day after Piper's birthday. It was No, was it? No, it was Monday. Monday because it was holiday. Um, and I was just like, eh. I'm going to shave it off. I went in the bathroom. I wasn't even thinking about shaving so off. So did you actually sh- so I like got to, go baby face again? No, I went, I mean, I went a little shorter than what it is now, but uh, I mean, it was pretty, pretty much down there. It was just like <laughs> stubble. I left a little stubble and then it was like, I came out and Noelle's like, she turned around and saw me and like freaked out and it was like hilarious and I felt so bad. She like ran. <laughs> I behind, almost just take my coffee. She go. ran behind the island and like cowered. She was so scared and I couldn't help but laugh. And I felt really bad Which for probably, laughing. Which probably, yeah, it probably didn't make it better. But it was hilarious. <laughs> it was the reaction 
I was hoping that she was going to be like, because last time I did it, she was like, Daddy, you look funny. <laughs> and then this time it was like, <gasps> <laughs> I use this stuff off Amazon. I don't know. It's like I used to use stuff from like Free Life Soap. Yeah. But then I switched to that stuff, Lather and Wood. Oh, okay. Because I have really dry skin. So, that so really do I. On my face in the wintertime, like even my hands mm. right now, they're like scaly. Yep. Because I dry out so yep. bad. And that's why my head itches because I have like scalp yes. eczema. So, so now that my hair's short. I have, it's called Kush. Janiel bought it and I don't remember where she got it from. It's, Kush. it's like CBD like hair product. Really? It's called Kush. And that's what I use for my hair. You do it like twice a week. You put it in your hair and it like. Janiel, hook me up. Where'd you get this stuff? That's moisturizes how glorious. your scalp. So only in the wintertime do I have the problem. Uh, yeah, I'll show it to you after the podcast because it's in my bathroom. I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see it on Amazon. So Yeah, it's not. Janiel, hook a brother up. I think it's uh, it's one of them specialty places that like she shops. Sally's Beauty Supply? No, like Monate or something like that. Oh, gotcha. I Pyramid Scheme, I got you. <laughs> Dude, their product's great. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. I've been using Monate for no, my hair. No, it well my, on mine. Oh, see? It's worked phenomenal on mine. And I've been using it for like two years now. It's, it's great. So This episode brought to you by skincare products. From yes. Me. Get all your beauty advice from us here at RTC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Next, next week, we're going to be reviewing <laughs> mascara and lipstick. <laughs> uh, we could have a deodorant we use. Uh, Axe Apollo. You, you still use Axe? What are you, like 13? You know what? You just you just got to stick with the classic. I use Harry's like the same stuff I use for my razor. Like yeah. I use Harry's razor. I don't See, use the shaving I use, cream. I use Harry's shaving cream and the razor. Um, but yeah, that's about all I Flip use. Flip the deodorant, bro. Your life will be changed. See, I have to be careful because a bunch of the deodorants. Because like I used to do. Wow, like, y'all are really getting the inside scoop on real talk. So <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of the deodorants like caused me to break out in rashes and stuff. So that's why I've stuck with the axe for so long because I know it doesn't get really me okay. That's fair. That so, that is that is a fair that is why valid reason. Yeah. I thought you were just you know remember the pit pit the double chesty. No, I don't I don't ever do like the the bod spray. No, like mm. I do the actual stick, mm. the forty-eight hour. But do you remember that? Well, well, no, dub, double pit to chesty. Yes, that was yes. the commercial. So whenever Shiloh wants cologne, I don't give him my good cologne. I just do a little spritz of the cans that come with like a gift set. Yeah, because I still have some of those from gift sets I've gotten over <laughs> Christmas. I use the deodorant, and then nothing else gets used. That's hilarious. so I'm like, and then I'm like, there you he's go, like, buddy, eh. and he's like all excited about it. I'm like, Which, if it's side you. note, I I have a complaint to make. I, I have an official complaint. Beth and I, we went to the movies yesterday. No kids, recliners. We each had our own jumbo popcorn. That was a mistake. I had a stomach ache last night. It was so bad. But some homeboy was trying to impress some girl because dude was rocking whatever cologne he had. It felt took like a he bath took in a it? shower in it. <laughs> and it was so bad. Like, like he walked past us when we were waiting for And you couldn't for breathe for, and, for a minute? And both Beth and I went, oh, please don't go to our theater. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, we went in. And then I left to go, like, I, I think I had to go, yeah, I went pee. And then I came back. Yeah, that happened on the podcast. And then I came back. But the second I opened the door, it hit you. I smelled it. Oh. And I'm like, I got to smell this stuff the whole movie? Mm. So. I hate people that do that. So for you teenagers who are listening who are dudes, less is better than more. Half a squirt. Half a squirt is all you need. That's all you need. If it's like you the, need. the aerosol, it's just a little, that's all you need. Just that right there. So moving on from this anyway, segment of the podcast. Anyways. <laughs> so if you're not on Instagram or Facebook, we have a lot of fun over there. And a few weeks ago from when this episode released, we asked our followers, what was their most, like if they don't know what else to watch on TV, 
What do they put on? It looked like the number one show that was, was mentioned the was The Office, which I, I'm just, I've never been an Office fan. Now, did you see that someone said Frasier and someone yes. said Ugly Betty? Actually, Sabrina now, said Ugly Betty. I've never seen Ugly Betty. It's the braces for me, bro. But, but Frasier? That That's was, your stuff. That was my jam. Like, That's the only reason I'm bringing this up because I'm like, that was your jam, wasn't Fra- it? Back in the day, like uh-huh. even when I was living in Florida, like in uh, like 2010, like I went back and rewatched the whole entire series, like from start to finish. And I've been on these kicks lately. Like, so right now it's Family Matters. I started yep. at episode one, season one, and I'm going, I mean, I'm on season eight now. Nine. Okay. Season nine now. How many? Wait, wait. How many seasons are there? I believe there's ten. I believe there was ten seasons. I didn't know nine it or went ten. That long. Nine or ten seasons of Family Matters. That's a lot of Steve Urkel. So I'm getting, that I'm, is a lot of Steve. Well, Urkel. It, so it's gotten so bad. I've been watching it so long now that my daughter Piper walks around going, "Is that cheese?" <laughs> <laughs> no, she. <laughs> oh yeah, all the time. And Janiel's like, "Stop the snorting." I hate that. She does it in public and it embarrasses Janiel. But to me, I'm like, I'm a proud father. I can see Janiel <laughs> talking through her teeth like. Stop. She's, I, I can see Janiel's look. <laughs> but the best thing is, is if you, if she makes a mistake or drops something, she goes, did I do that? Or if you do it, she goes, look what you did. <laughs> and I'm like, that's my girl. <laughs> it's phenomenal. That is discipleship 101 right, right, right there. there. Yeah, Steve Urkel. <laughs> so Family Matters has been your show. I mean, I know we talked like, about it on the show. For, but For a couple months now, it's been my it's been my go-to. It's been your go-to. It, you know, I've gone through, I own the entire series of like Roseanne. We own own friends wow, we that's, own that's throwing it back uh boy meets world i mean we Ooh. own a lot of these series so it's just it's time for family matters i watch madam secretary while i work so all I, day long i got rid of netflix and i don't have what is it on it's on uh, paramount paramount i don't have paramount do you want my password well we can't do that on the podcast mark well, this, this episode isn't on ethics no <laughs> i might i might come over to your house and binge watch okay, it though okay then I feel better about myself. But lately, well, I shouldn't say lately because I just finished it this past week, but Friday Night Lights Oh, with Coach yeah. Taylor. Never watched that watched, either. I watched all five seasons. Was that, is, very that's fast. got Kelly Ripa's husband in it, doesn't it? Or no? I have Friday no clue. Night Lights. There, there's a movie, Friday Night Lights. Maybe that's oh, There's the movie, and then there's the TV show. I thought it was he was on the TV show. I don't know. But someone right, did mention that that's their right, go-to, anyways. and I'm like, I just finished that. But but either way, basically what I'm saying is we have a lot of fun over there in Instagram and Facebook land. And yes, I was I was not shocked to see The Office come up as much as it did, but I got two votes for Madam Secretary and a vote for NCIS, so I was a very, very happy camper. So mm-hmm. needless to say, if you're on Instagram, Facebook, go follow the show, Real Talk Christian Podcast. We don't do as many video or video stories as we used to but we try to do polls and fun questions just to right. interact with you guys and you guys get to, for us to get to know you guys a little bit because we feel like it's just fair that if you guys get to know us we get to know you and then we really are the rtc fam and something we've been doing for help you guys get to know us is we've done would you rather questions we did questions in a box and we're doing party cues. Party cues. that is, is that's the name of the app that's, right that's the name of the app party so cues. literally anybody can get this app oh yeah and they could get any other app that we've used there you go you know it doesn't cost you anything we only do free around here because you know we cheat 
We broke. No, 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 no. We're, we're broke. not. We're not. We're not cheap. Frugal. We are. We're frugal. frugal. Thank you. Yeah, we're frugal. We just drink good coffee. We're good stewards. <laughs> there it is. So, what is our question? Is it a question? This I is, how this works. This is a question, and it was one that Mark picked the category at random. I have this, no idea what. It's the picked, first though. time I'm seeing the question. It was a T-shirt, so I picked the T-shirt. It says, "What do you most admire about the person next to you?" Oh, oh wait, a- <laughs> I'm looking at myself in the mirror, so. <laughs> That's not around. <laughs> what do you most admire Meyer about the person next to you? I admire your energy and ability to connect to people. Well, thank you. That's what I admire most. So there's actually one thing that I'm jealous about of you <laughs> and admire. <laughs> the bod, isn't it? <laughs> it's the belly. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Yep. yep. The dad bod. <laughs> Dang you. it. I know I've it. been caught. I've been caught. <laughs> no, you. Okay. So there's a lot of people where it's like. Like, you know, people who lead worship and then people who live worship and mm. you live worship, bro. Mm. Like you live worship. Like I've seen you worship. I've seen you like lead worship on stage. You just have like, you, you just grab your guitar and worship Jesus by yourself. Not as much as you used to because of all the kids running around this house yeah. and being at your in-laws or whatnot. But you are tried and true a, you love Jesus and you worship passionately and you worship hard. Can I mm. say you worship hard? Is that an okay phrase to say? Uh, well you worship well you worship well but but it's more the fact of for me and this will go in our conversation about theology a little bit where um i mean you're also a theology nerd lack of better word like look at all the books around you and the classes you take but you never let what your head knows lead where your heart is Mm. rather than me i'm more of like i'm very much a head space you know philosophical reasoning like i read philosophy books but i like that about you because like it's like even tonight i'm like Inclusive and exclusivism. I've never heard of that. And you're like, oh, yeah, man. I, we started, I'm like, man, Mark's a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> but I, but that's also a, lot be of th- a source of pride, though, too. There's a I lot don't of, well, have. yeah. But there's a lot of things I think. I think that's what makes us a great team is that we play off of each other. Because there's so a lot too. of things you know. There's a lot of things that I think I know. <laughs> and, and this is, goes back to the other thing that I admire about you, too, is the fact of you you actually follow the Holy Spirit's prodding and leading so mm. well. And, and you and Beth both have this gift and I feel like me and Janelle are on the same side of the table as you and Beth are where you and Beth, like I think faith are, are, are is one of your spiritual gifts. Like mm-hmm. that is just one of the gifts that God has blessed you with where you're like, I don't know how it's going to work, but God's going to take care of us. Right. And me and Janelle are like, well, how the crap is that going to work? You guys are plan. You guys are both. We type, are, we're type, type a. a. You're type A, man. Which Beth <laughs> is type A and, and, but you're type A to a point, but at the same time, there's a, a oh. level at which you're like, yo, I can't do nothing about it. So I'm not going to worry about it. Right. And I'm like, that's not fair. I worry about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but that's that's when I say, like, I'm quote-unquote yeah. jealous of. It's more the mm. fact that that's what I really admire about you, buddy. Mm. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Was that was a good question. It was a good You want to do another one? Let's do another one. One more. We're at how many minutes? 14? Nah, we, yeah, get we, intimate. we get intimate over All here. All right. Uh, what are things the person across from you would never, ever do? Oh, this is a hard one. Because you've the, done pretty much everything. <laughs> well, yeah. I would say you would never do drugs. You wouldn't do drugs. Besides caffeine. <laughs> besides, ca- besides, besides coffee. Besides caffeine. Besides coffee, which is kind of a drug. You know, I don't see you ever going bungee jumping off a bridge. Yeah, you're right. I won't. <laughs> That's, I'm like, I'm, I'm like. Not, I'm not that trusting. Well, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, there's very few things that I'm like, oh, he would never do this. And you're like, yeah, I would. And I'm like, I don't see you being like, I'm going to go jump off this bridge right now. Yeah. It's going to be dope. 
Like, I don't yeah. see you doing daredevil, but, but I, I could see you skydiving. I would skydive. See, I know you would do that, but I don't see you bungee jumping. It's for some to me, it's something that stretches. It's trusting something that stretches when you're hanging from it. I just fat, can't do it. Brace yourself, guys. We're about to have a fat kid joke. It's it's the belly. <laughs> There's too much mass for the stretchy cord. Okay? Oh, goodness. Now, I will f- gladly film you, Mark, when you do it. <laughs> there, there's a big piece in me that truly wants to do it. Really? One of the most <sighs> exhilarating things was at the, the Wilds Camper Conference Center. That's a fundy camp. They had something called the Giant Swing where they you lay on your belly and they brought you up. Now, see, I can and do that. just dropped you. But it felt like a bungee jump because you were falling and all of a sudden you got close to the ground. Sure, <sighs> sure. But I can trust that because it's, I, it, I know, I understand it's just a trajectory and it's just a big swing. You're not relying on a cord to hold for, you. Force arrest, you know, and making sure that the fall arrest system that they're using, it's the same reason why I don't. I don't know if I would do it, but I would thoroughly love, I, I would like to. Like, I know, I'd rather go skydiving. I know too much about like, Fall, fall, no fall protection because of the job I have to know that you have, there's a lot of calculations that go into your weight, your height, how far up you are, where you're tied at and how far down you're going. That if you get it wrong, that's so ghetto. If you get it wrong, you're dead. <laughs> and so it's like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll be, right. I'm not that good of a math wizard. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, we got two more things before we jump into the conversation. So talk about the coffee. All real right, quick. So the coffee we're drinking tonight. Um, sorry, Mark. I know I told you I was like. You know what? I really don't feel like doing artisan coffee good, tonight. Though, man, it tastes real I'm good. I'm like, we're just gonna do I want the, more. We're gonna do well. We got a whole pot. Jenny, he'll get me more. But I, I did the whole like drip. We're just gonna do a dri- straight up drip coffee. But it's and, good. But it's the brew it for Columbia. This is. I normally don't like Columbia. <sighs> I told this you. is so good. When you told me the this last podcast so that you were like, ah, I'm not really a big fan of Columbia. I'm, I'm like, oh, you got to try this Columbia. <laughs> but it's because it's always like when I think of Columbia, I think of oh that cheap gas station stuff. Yeah, you know? this is like straight up. I'm gonna open good. my liqueur real quick. So I already finished my coffee cup. Well, I'm down. I try to save a little bit just for the review mm. so I could taste it and all that. But yeah, it's really really good. Again, brew it forward. It was Columbia. I don't remember. I would put the source at the top. Th- I think this was still available on their website last time we checked, wasn't it? Yes, Ethiopian, Costa Rican, Colombian, and Peruvian. Nope, not Peruvian. Uh, Honduran, maybe. Maybe, but anyways, it's a phenomenal cup of coffee. Yeah, but so yeah, Jared, Marianne, thanks for sending it to us. Thank guys. you this so stuff much. Is so good. And then don't forget, check them out. Whatever you order, use the uh, coupon code RTC. Ten percent, ten percent off. Not the subscription, not just su- the individual j- bags. But I mean, if if you you drink coffee a lot like we do, then probably it's get the worth subscription. the subscription. It's worth it. <laughs> it's, it's totally good. worth it. So and, and subscription is free shipping. And it's the freshest coffee you could probably buy because he roasts it and ships it the same day. It's like it's to you within like two or three days of him roasting it, and like so, it's like you always got to wait a day for degassing, anyways. Mm-hmm. And so by the time it gets to you, it's like at the perfect moment to drink. So I recommend it. And I think Brew it Forward Coffee Cup. I think everybody should go and get a subscription. And it's it. Brew It Forward Coffee dot is it Brew, brew It Forward Coffee Coffee Co. Co. Dot com. Yep. Yep, yep. Yes, sir. So before we jump in the conversation, we got one more quick review to read. We're we're starting to run low on reviews, guys, so we need to pick it up. Pick it please. up. Ooh, but this ooh. was left by NC Rocks back on December twenty eighth, my brother's birthday, actually. Just this review was left in 2021 and my brother was not born in 2021. It says, thank you for <laughs> delivering a podcast that is both engaging and conversational without compromising sound biblical truth. Your podcast came up on Spotify, which has Spotify. seemed like happens a lot recently. 
Uh, when a couple months ago, when I was searching Christian podcast, since then I have started with the very first episode. I'm currently on number 49 rewinder. Um, I am listening to you guys almost daily on Spotify. Uh, oh wow. On Spotify while I exercise since I can't leave a review there. I thought I would go on to iTunes and leave one here. Well, thank, thank you, you for that. so much. You know what? That is a true RTC family member that's like, listen, I listen on Spotify, but I will go to iTunes just to leave a review. That is what I'm talking about. So NC Rocks, we appreciate it. Thank I, you I'm not so going to say a gender because I always get in trouble when I do that. Thank so. you so much, my brother slash sister. Person. Human. <laughs> Thank you, human. Thank you, human. Well, hey, human. Just like always, if you leave us a review Hit us up, man. We want to send you a mini swag bag, and Janiel is taking charge of that. So you know since we're not doing it, it's going to happen. So make sure you yes. hit us up, and Janiel will get that in the mail to you as soon as soon as she can. One more quick thing. Don't forget we're about to cross the 100,000. If we haven't, I think this this episode will probably I'm put us I'm sure we've crossed it by now. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be this episode, if people listen to it, that's going to push over top. But we're going to be doing a study Bible giveaway. We still got to come up with a way to enter that. I think, well, no, no. We just said, just share the episode. That's right. Share and the tag episode us. and tag us. And tag us. We had one person do it because I, I snuck it into a caption I and saw, saw if anyone that. saw if anyone caught it. Yeah. So we've got one entry so far. Yep. Um, On social media, you got to share it. And share then it and tag us. The other one, I mean, listen, I think we should do the 100th review. Whoever's the no, first. That's what we're doing. 100th who, review. We're doing that one too. No, no, but whoever leaves the 100th review oh. gets the study Bible. Well, that's not fair for everyone else who's done it. Well, okay. That's true. But but for the 100th download, I mean, we're, we're going to be we're doing just, some, I, I, think we should, I think review. we should draw that name here on the show. All right. We can do that like, live. Like after it crosses, let's just do it on the show and then whenever so, the episode releases, that's so when the person how are we gonna, Yeah, how are we going to say how to enter it? You want to do the same thing? Just. For the 100th download, for the 100th uh, comment or review. Well, I think we just take the people who've left reviews and use their names. Ooh. I think we just do that. Ooh. I'm down with so that. So get game. over there, leave a review. Get on right now. 100,000 download. We want to give away a study Bible. So share on Instagram or Facebook your favorite episode and make sure you tag us. And it's amazing because you can continue to listen to us right now. And while you're listening to us, you can go over and leave a review. So, I like it. I like it. Well, people, oh, not people, should we give the people what they came for? I think this wins for our longest intro. It, 21, almost 22 minutes. Yeah. Well, we I talked think, about so. Axe and we talked about shampoo. Well, listen, it was beard a, oil. We did the, the hair care product. <laughs> we did all that stuff. So now it's time to get to the real meat. And it's should we waste our time on theology? Mm. And so someone might not really know what theology is. And so we'll get into that definition here in a little bit. But kind of here's where the conversation came out of, right? So I've been watching a lot of Instagrams and TikToks of people who are like ex-Christians or people who are in, I would, I would say the more. De the deconstructor. The deconstructioners yeah. or the, uh, the, that came out really weird. Deconstructioners. 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 The people who deconstruct there their faith. <laughs> um, or just people who come out of, I would say more of like the progressive church background where it's sure. like, man, don't give me that old church theology stuff, man. Just give me Jesus. I just, I just give me Jesus. I just want Jesus. I just right. want to follow Jesus. Just want, I just want to know Jesus. And I hear that. And I get the intention and the the idea behind it, but it seems like more and more and more that when I listen to like music of new worship songs that are coming out, when makes I, you cringe a little bit, it's a like, little bit, uh, a little bit. And then I hear other things where it's like people who are worship leaders who now have a platform for teaching, and I'm like, and they're like, you know, man, basically it's like, you know, we have all these rights and wrongs. We're not about creeds or doctrinal statements, man. We're just here to love and worship Jesus together. And, and I, I know the place where that heart comes from. Sure. But at the same time, I sit there and I go, okay, so 
it seems like there's a battle between people who think, oh, there's just people who sit up in their high lofty ivory towers with their Bibles and they do this nitty nitty gritty study of okay was uh did did i mean there's some funny questions like did adam have a did adam have a belly button like sure we talked about that on on like the previous show of like okay like that's not really a theological question it's more the fact of okay how do angels work how do demons work are they in our midst right now or or with jesus and we'll talk about the different types of theology the trinity the Christology, the fact that Jesus is hundred percent man, hundred percent God, sanctification, how did, justification, and, and how do how do all of these tiny little pieces go together? Where you have books on your shelf, and I do too, these massive two thousand page works, right? All about this what? thing called theology, and we've also given away books. <laughs> yeah, we have. We've given away books on theology because it's we believe it's that important. Yep. But, you know, so I've heard a lot of people say the whole idea of, I don't want theology, I want Jesus. And so the question is, is, and this is another thing I've heard people say too, is should we waste our time on theology and arguing the finer points of the faith when there are people out dying and going to hell? That's more of the, 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 the background that I came out of. Sure. Where, you know, oh, you don't need to have these high, lofty, philosophical, theological you're, you're conversations. Big words just that go, nobody understands. Just go win people for Jesus and yeah. pluck them out of hell. And then, you know, there's always the joke of, Pastors like to use this as a derogatory term, but they say, oh, man, you know, and then I went to cemetery <laughs> rather than seminary because seminary is where you study these fine-tuned details. And right. I think that comes out of a fair place because I know a lot of pastors who say, you know, I was passionate for Jesus and I was in my devotions, and then it seemed like the more I got into theology, the less I got into, you know, just following Jesus with my heart. Mm. And so I think there really is a true tension and a true sure. balance, which goes back. Sure. I think this kind of goes back to what I appreciate you about the most. Cause I think you handle that struggle and that, mm. that, that tension really, really well. But for people who are listening on the show, I know we have a lot of people who are coming back to the faith or young in the faith or teenagers or college students, or there are people we've, we've had reach out to us for the, Hey, I've been a Christian for a long time, but I just sat on it. So I'm not right. really sure what to do. And so I know there's like some friends of mine who are very much theologically driven minds where they're like, you know, no, I listen to this type of stuff more, more than Brandon Sochet. Yeah, well, Brandon, Brandon Sochet is the most theological reformed mind that I personally know. You know what I mean? Like on a personal basis. Right. But. And normally we don't have those deep level nitty gritty details in the conversation because sure. that's not what we're about. But I think it's good for us to have the conversation on the show of just what is theology? How do mm. we do it? What's the purpose of it? Is yeah. there any redeeming factors into it? And then I think what'd be really cool, and I didn't even add this to the show notes, but if people want to be like, all right, Mark Fuller, I like what you guys have to say, but I don't know where to start. Because if someone just Googles the word systematic theology, <laughs> you're screwed. We've like got some recommendations. Are, we for have you. plenty of recommendations. So so let me jump into a quote from Millard Erickson from his book, Christian Theology. Which is right over there on my shelf. Right <laughs> over there. And it, it, I got the e-version. Um, but he says, and this is more of a paragraph, more than just one little quote. It says, to some readers, the word doctrine, which this will transition into theology, to some readers, the word doctrine may prove somewhat frightening. It conjures up visions of very technical, difficult, and abstract beliefs, perhaps profound dogmatically. Doctrine is not that, however. Christian doctrine is simply statements of the most fundamental beliefs that Christians had, beliefs about the natures of God, about his actions, about who His uh, who are his creatures, about what he has done to bring us into a relationship with himself— Far from the dry, abstra- uh, far from being dry and abstract, these are the most important types of truth. They are statements of the fundamental issues of life. Namely, who am I? What's the ultimate meaning of the life? Uh, what's the ultimate meaning of the universe? Where am I going? Christian doctrine then is the answers that Christians give 
to the questions that all humans are asking. The study of doctrine is known as theology. Literally, theology is the study of God. And I liked how we answered that right there, the fact of we have all these big questions and theology and doctrine is just simply Christians' answers to we had those se- questions. We had several theological questions <laughs> yeah, just have. today of listeners, you guys out there that have asked us these big theological questions. Hey, what's your thought on this? And it's like, like we've had okay. some on hell. We've had some on the fear of God. We've had some on uh, prophecies and visions. We've yep. had some on demons. Right. We've had some on so many different other types Just of topics. All sorts of topics. And so the the questions that people have about, okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm following Jesus as a Christian, but how does this work? Right. How do I make sense of this? Which the next conversation we're going to have next week is a theological conversation, and it's a deep one. Do we tell people what they are, what it is, or should we leave them hanging? Sure, go ahead, Mark. Well, this your it's your topic, though. It's your topic. <laughs> it's uh, what happens to those who never hear the gospel is what the topic's going to be about. And it actually came from two of our listeners have asked this question Recent, of like very recently, what happens to the people that have never heard the gospel? Like, do they go to hell? Do they go to heaven? And it's like. It's a deep theological question, and we're going to try our best to answer it next week. And so what Christian doctrine is is just the answer to the hard question, but what theology is and the study of theology and what we now call systematic theology is rather than just take the Bible and read through it, it categorizes everything into different categories, and from there it stems off into different outlines and and different nuances and points and has questions inside of it. And so I actually brought in with us pretty much the main— areas of theology now the, some people the, have bigger the, lists some people have smaller lists yeah the hard hitters them. though these, the are, the, these like, are the major like ones. these are the 10 basic areas or categories although I mean, you're you're missing one i'm missing one I'm, i might be missing one you're missing one that i hear of a lot and we've actually been asked about okay and, and i'll mention it after you're, you mentioned Ooh, that this. Lacroix gave me the, the burps it's weird <laughs> all right so um normal just like theology is the study of god but theology proper is the study of the character of God. Who God is. Who God is. There's also angelology, which that makes sense, angels. There's uh, uh, biblical theology, bibliology, that's the study of the Bible. There's Christology, study of Christ. Ecclesiology, which is the study of the church, which that's That's, my personal favorite one to study. There's eschatology, which which is is one of my favorites. (laughs) The end times. There is homardiology, which is the study of sin Mm -hmm. and how sin works, like original sin versus original guilt. Right. And how those work with how does baptism play into that? Like we're talking theology right now. It's a big, it's a, that's a deep theology study. (laughs) Yep. There's a pneumatology, which is the study of the Holy Spirit. There's soteriology, which is the study of salvation. And then there's theological anthropology, which is the study of the nature of humanity. And the one that goes right along with angelology, angel demonology, demonology, demonology. And, and so it's a very big one that people are always asking about. It's yeah. Like, and, and some man. people put demonology into angelology because they, they're fallen yes, angels. Most, but pe- most people angelology and demonology. put those together when they're doing them, when they're studying. I mean, so. even Tom Hanks did when he was in angels and demons. <laughs> so, um, that was a fairy tale, but okay. That's true. It was, it was like this. That wasn't, the- it's like the part that wasn't, two of Da Vinci Code. That wasn't theology. That <laughs> no, was just, that is a fairy <laughs> fictional book. So when we see all of this, when we ask the questions of, of life, the hard Christian questions, this is what theology is. And like, right. and even in our podcast, we've talked about baptism. Yeah. We talked about the Lord's supper. We talked about communion. We've talked about, um, being ju- made in the ju- image of God. We talked about justification and sanctification. And-, and how does all these things work? And all of these things are theology. Yep. And, you know, I feel like it's not fair when people, and I, I want your opinion on this, and maybe, maybe you've heard it word differently, but it seems like, I don't want to say there's not a love for theology, but I feel like there's a pushback against the way the church, because, you know, 
specifically the older faith traditions, mm-hmm. Methodism, uh, mm-hmm. Presbyterianism, Lutheranism, uh, more of these classically reformed, I would say, that came out of the Reformation, mm-hmm. they are a lot more, quote-unquote, Christian brainiacs. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you're a Presbyterian, the process to be a Presbyterian pastor is extensive, long, <laughs> and most of them have their PhDs. Right. And the reason is because if you are going to stand up at the pulpit and teach, you better have a teaching doctorate. Right. Whereas the tradition that I come out of the Baptist world, they made up their own colleges and universities that aren't even accredited. And let's be honest, don't always teach you crap. Now, mind it, Beth and I talked about this this morning. I go, man, because I was, I was I was listening to a conversation about the Old Testament archaeology and how all these different things work. Sure. And I said, did you guys ever talk about this at your college? Because she went to a really conservative school. She goes, man, I wish my school did. I'm like, you would have loved coming in Northland because right. we sure did. Mm. So I'm very appreciative of my background with that. Right. But it seems like... There's the 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 one side where it's like, um, you know, I just need my my King James Bible and and the Romans wrote. That's all I need. That that's my <laughs> theology is is God said it, so I believe. Like that's the one side, and then there's right. the other side that scrutinizes every painstaking detail. Right. And is there a balance? Is there a tug? And, and I'm just curious what background you came out of, and if you've experienced some of these conversations too. So I came out of a, a out of a background growing up where theology wasn't really talked about. We did a lot of Bible reading. So they were talking. Mm, okay. They were talking theology, but without and, and I come formatting with, with dad. Well, yeah. yeah, without formatting it in a in a theology sense. Um, and then after that, when I went on to college, I I really didn't have much theology. I was one of those people of well, I just got the Bible. What, I mean, what else do you need? Well, but you were passionate too. And so yeah, I mean that's what hey by faith you know whatever we'll just go we'll go with it you know the Lord will lead me and the Holy Spirit will lead us and direct us and and Lord. Open up. I'm going to open up this Bible. Lead me to what you want me to believe. I <laughs> yep. mean, I was Pentecostal. I grew up Pentecostal style. So. That's what it is. Um, and so I really didn't get a passionate love for theology until really I met you. Really? Really. That was when I was like, all right, Mark. Mark's talking about some stuff that, like, I got into it a little bit before you, but, like, not deep to where I want to seek it out. And so I met you. And you kept using these words, and I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I was like, well, I better start studying a little bit more. So let's say about almost about four and a half. Well, we're about four years now. No, almost five years. We're almost five years now. I've been yeah. really, really diving deep into theology and taking classes and stuff. I mean, um, and that's somewhere where this podcast came from was out of those questions, right? That we because were I, I saw the the need for understanding, and that's what theology teaches. It's it's basically helping you to understand why things are the way they are. Mm. I mean, that's what it is. It's a, why, why did God say this? Why is, is Paul saying this? Why is, you know, Peter doing this? Why is, I mean, it's like the book I'm reading right now. We were talking about it a little bit before the podcast is a, is a form of form of theology kind of, and it's called, uh, uh, mysteries of the Messiah mm. by Jason Strobel, um, Strobel, Strobel, something like that. The guy who helps the chosen, uh, he's the messianic, Jewish rabbi that helps the chosen keep things accurate. I'm going to start uh, calling you rabbi now. Teacher Fuller, Rabbi Fuller. <laughs> but I'm not Jewish, so how can I be a <laughs> rabbi? Anyways, um, and and so it, he's going through right now the Old Testament, how the Old Testament ties into all these little finer points of the types and shadows of Christ and how the Jewish people missed Christ, but if they really would have studied their scripture, right? Understood the mm. theology behind scripture. 
they would have seen that Jesus was the Messiah they had been waiting for because everything is pointing to him as the Messiah. Everything. So, again, it's a form of theology. I mean, if you don't know your theology or what they would call the the Mishnah or the uh, Midrash or, you know, that's what the different words of theology that they use in the uh, Messianic world. Mm. So, Jewish world. But, uh, yeah. And I think that goes into the question of, okay, so why should we study theology? And, and I pulled an article up really quick sure, um, from Kevin DeYoung, and he had the title of it is, Don't Mistake Your Passion for Theological Precision. Mm-hmm. And he says that there is a problem right now in the church, and this is, this is before all of the, uh, this is before COVID. He, he wrote this article before COVID, because since COVID, there's been a big divide in in the Christian church, mm-hmm. whether we talk about Black Lives Matter, whether we talk about critical race theory, we talk about vaccines, we talk about government mandates and government overreach. Right. You know, the Christian church is being divided on these issues. And he was talking about don't mistake your passion for theological precision. And there's a quote from Charles Spurgeon that he brought into this. And uh, he said, we live in an age where passion is often considered an adequate substitution for precision. Charles Spurgeon once advised young ministers that when they drawn when, when drawn into controversy, they should never use harsh arguments. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, when they're drawn into controversy, they should use very hard arguments with very soft words. Mm. It's a good thing Spurgeon never used social media. Too many tweets and posts specialize in overly hard words and especially soft arguments. And, you know, when we talk about theology and the Christian, a lot of times Christianity, you know, why should we study it? I think, and this isn't even part of the notes, but I think it teaches us how we can have these conversations with people where, you know, I can have a conversation with someone who, you know, even though I'm Protestant, I can have a conversation with someone who's Catholic. Sure. I understand the Catholic position so well that I can have these conversations and still, this is my argument, but here's the soft words or someone who's an atheist or someone who doesn't believe in, in, in a, um, What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm thinking morality a uh, and truth. They, they don't think that there is a, like, like there is truth. What's the word I'm looking for? Rel- relativism. I can talk with someone who believes in relativism mm-hmm. and go, oh, no, everything's relative. Like, there's no such thing as one real truth or one right. real whatever. And especially in today's world with a lot of other issues that come out of, you know, truth is what you make it. You know, we'll, we'll lean into it. Your gender is what you make it. Be your own truth. Be your own truth. And right. the fact of like, no, 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 no. Be true to thyself. Be true to yourself. Well, guess what? Your your yourself is wicked and dumb. So you probably should not listen to yourself. Like, just follow your heart, man. If I follow my heart. Well, the heart is every, deceitfully you know, wicked. Every and who time can I know follow my heart, it's gotten me into some trouble. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what. It's gotten me into big trouble. Yeah. And so, you know, when we think about this, what does theology do is, is first and foremost, is it I would say just grounds us in what the gospel is. Sure. And I don't think it's fair for anyone to say, oh, we need to go back to the New Testament church where they just love people and love Jesus. But they, again, they have... St. Nicholas punched somebody over theology, man. But Jolly St. Nick. I, well, I, I, I hate to say <laughs> the New Testament church, all the way back to the apostles, they went through seminary. Well, you think about Jesus it. Jesus was their seminary teacher, and he was teaching them theology. Well, First Corinthians even is a theological work. Yes. Romans is a theological yes. work. Now, Acts, I would say, Acts is the outpouring work Acts, of what God was doing sure. in the church. Yeah, like, it was that Acts is more of, hey, this is that's history, this man. is that's the what history, what's right? Exactly. But when you read these now, like you know, 
the letter to James, it's it's the outworking of what you know. First and second Peter. I mean, it's just it's like it's, this it's is, all theology, right? right? Exactly. And it's the fact of because theology is the study of God and who he is and then what we do from it. And right. if we do it properly, and this is where I think the term Christian we talk about this on the podcast all the time. Man, your boy's preaching right now. Go for where, it. Buddy. Um, I'm just gonna so, sit back and drink So many Christians take the title Christian. But they don't act like Jesus, and they don't love like Jesus. Now, I think some people who say that are also like, oh, well, you mean the American Jesus or you mean the Jewish Jesus? Because both can be a little different sometimes. Mm. But the fact of, you know, some people claim the name of Jesus, and then you look at them, and you're like, um, I, where's the fruit? What you, I, I don't think you know what that means. Where's the fruit? I mean, where, where's the fruit at? You know, it's it's you're not producing fruit. I mean, we know what the fruit is, and fruit comes by understanding and hearing the word and understanding it and believing Faith it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And right. so who is the—and this is another thing, too, is who is the word of God, not just what? Jesus. Right, because we <laughs> didn't, they didn't have the New Testament back in the day. Right. They had Jesus, and they had the Old Testament Tanakh. laws and the prophets yep. and the Tanakh and the, and the Psalms. Yep. And you see all these things, and all the Old Testament people, David— they, they 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 wanted to know God and know who God was. And all right. of a sudden, God came to us, and those people who followed Jesus studied him so much that they were like, man, look at you. Y'all a bunch of little Jesuses. Y'all a little <laughs> bunch of little Christians. Yeah. And that was a slam. It was a derogatory term. Yep. But if we don't know who Jesus is or how this works, how do we tell people, okay, here's how you follow Jesus. Right. Here's what salvation means. And I'm even wrestling with the conversation of, is salvation more about faith or is salvation more about allegiance to Jesus? Like mm. I'm reading a book right now that's wrestling in that tension and it's mm. super, super good. But you know, everything that we tell someone about Jesus or God or the church or faith or how all this stuff works, that's theology, right? Every song you sing in worship is theology. And yep. that's why I know Soche is so, and this is what I love about Soche is the music he picks is so theologically true. <laughs> You know, there's a re reason why we don't sing reckless love or whatever. That, I mean, it's true. And, and I'm not making a slam on anyone who doesn't. No, but that's the reason why. No, I but don't that's like it. that's why we don't. You know, the three of us don't listen to it. And Brandon doesn't ever use. Oh, it your boy listens to it. I just don't oh, want to see. I just church. I'm like, yeah, I I can't because it bothers me. It's like uh, God's not reckless. <laughs> He's not. I understand what you're trying it to was say. Calculated. I understand you're trying to what you're trying to say, right? I get what they were the message they were trying to give, but a lot of people won't, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they just oh yeah, God recklessly loves me, and it's like no, it's so intentional. <laughs> like so, so let's so go anyways. back to that. So, so when you study theology, you know who Jesus is. You know, sure. and I don't want to say who Jesus is because we we get all this from the Bible too. Sure. So theology does not dictate what we believe. Mm -hmm. The Bible dictates what we believe. And then theology is how you categorize it to properly understand it. Right. But you know, why should we study the theology? You know, for one, we've already talked about it is it helps you know what you believe. So when you share your faith, you're right. able to tell people what's up and we sure. have verses to back that up. We'll get that in here in a second. But first and foremost, you know, God, Jesus tells us the great commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And strength, if you want to and, add And it. strength, if you want to add that. But so many times, so many people love the Lord God with all their hearts and all their souls. But for some reason, they leave their minds at home. Right. And 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 when we when we want to study and follow after Jesus, this is why in the Jewish, you know this better than me, and you can speak into this. Didn't the, the Jewish boys had to like basically memorize the Pentateuch? So they all had to go through Torah school. Yeah, they had to, right? Every, right. Every male Jewish boy growing up went through at least Torah school. And what they did is those who did really well 
went on to be priests, mm. like in in like the Sanhedrin and stuff like that. Those are the boys that went on to be Pharisees and, and Sanhedrin, not necessarily the like priests that take care of the temple, but the Pharisees and, and Sadducees. But they became other teachers and religious Correct. leaders. Correct, exactly. And then the ones that didn't went and did their whatever trade their family mm-hmm. was pretty much doing. But yeah, I mean, it was every boy was required to to study Torah, to know Torah. So that's why it was like the disciples could come and they could go, well, he's following, Jesus is following Torah, man. This is Jesus. Like their eyes were opened. Right. And in the Old Testament, we see, you know, like, you know, put it on, put it on your doorpost, put it on your foreheads, put it on your heart, put it on your lips. Right. And that's why the Jews actually do all these different things because they just want to know and follow even, after. Even to Yahweh. this day, they, I mean, they put scripture, they put Torah on their door, every doorpost, every door that they walk through has Torah or some, something from the Tanakh. It's for remembrance. Exactly. So, I mean, they still follow that even to this day. And so when you come out of the Old Testament where it's the fact of those who truly followed God are the ones who truly knew God. And the second they stopped learning and thinking about God is when they started their hearts turned and they, they went somewhere else. Right. And I think it's a it's a good argument to have where, okay, what, what leads? Does the head lead the heart or does the heart lead the mind? And I think that's a tension that we're never fully going to know. But at the end of the day, Jesus said, love God with all your heart and your soul and with your mind. Right. And so if we decide to just not love the Lord our God with the mind that he created, are we now sinning? Mm. Because if you can't love the Lord with your mind, and you're like, no, I'm going to leave that to the other people, I'm just going to follow Jesus and love him. Well, Is that a sin? And to follow that up, we can't do any of those things without God giving us the strength to do it. So I don't want... I don't want people to feel like we're beating up on them because oh, it's like, no. oh, I don't love God with all my soul strength and right. and mind, but I do love him with all my heart. And it's like, well, yeah, because you can't do all the things without God, and that's the problem. But yeah, I mean. and But we all have different you, gifts, yeah, too. Like 1 sure. Corinthians 12 and 13, sure. we all have different gifts. But we should always be willing to put forth the effort, right? Mm-hmm. We can't just wait back and go, all right, God, when you take my right leg and you put it forward, I'll take a step. And it's like, that's not how God works. God gives, goes, hey, there's motivation. Now go take the step. Yep. <laughs> and then that leads back into the next one of, okay, so we love the Lord God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and that lets us know just what we believe about God. And that's sure. why all these churches have the doctrinal statements. Like, you know, if you go to Southside's website, southsidesbc.org, you have the the, the Baptist faith, the message. Right. Now, there's nothing special about the Baptist faith, the message. There's the Westminster Confession, which sure. I, I love the Westminster Confession. There's the um, there's the Osberg Confession. There's the Nicene Creed. There's the Apostles' Creed. Right, which, which a, is, lot, a lot of churches just stick to the Nicene or the Apostles' Creed. I mean, they're like, hey, this right. is it. <laughs> like, like, fun fact, I went to Christmas Eve Mass this year because that was yeah. on my bucket list, my, my, my church history bucket list. So I did it. I still need to do an Easter vigil. I still want to go to that. But, you know, they recited the Nicene Creed, which I thought right. was actually super cool. Oh, the fact of this is what we believe i i just have such a heart for for catholics i mean the past two years i've just grant it's just such a heart and so much that they do which is right and yet the basic things they miss it's like oh wow you guys are so cool <laughs> and, and but they do that because they want to remember this is what we yes, believe this is yes, what we know right exactly and so and that was part of baptism in the only church they would say sure. brother sister what say you? And sure. they would say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and just yep, go all the way down. Right. And those are the primaries. So it, it doesn't just help you love the Lord your God, but also it tells you what you believe. And then now that you know what you can believe, you can now defend your beliefs as sure. well. And that's the biggest thing with Christians right now is the fact of it seems like it used to be, you know, Christians were the standard and then everyone else was fighting against the Christians, yep. but now all of a sudden it's flipped and it's like, 
okay, so you believe this, why? This goes against what all society says, why? Right. And, you know, and we talked about this verse a lot with First Peter 3, where it says, be prepared to give an, give an answer for the hope that you have. Right. Um, this is talking about First Peter 3, 13 through 17. So this is kind of interesting where it talks about your works and your mind as well. So it sure. says, who then will harm you if you are devoted to what is good, which means they're actually living like Jesus. But even if you should suffer for righteousness, you are blessed. Do not fear them or be intimidated, but in your heart regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is within you. Yet do this with gentleness and reverence, keeping a clear conscience so that when you are accused, those who are disparaged, your, your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. For it's better to suffer for doing good. Um, my font got really small. If that should be God's will, then for doing evil. So in other words, the fact of live holy, righteous lives in such a way where you're, you're known for your humility, you're known for your compassion, you're known for all these different things, but when, when people come up against you, they're like, you got to be able to know what hope you have. So you have to right. be able to defend your faith. Now, and this isn't to defend, to convert. This is just to defend for the hope that you have. Sure. You know, and then in Titus 1, 5 through 10, um, Paul was writing to, to Titus, and this was a letter written specifically to him. So he says, the reason I left you in Crete was to set right what was left undone as I directed you to appoint elders in every town. An elder must be blameless, the husband of one wife with faithful children who are not accused of wildness or rebellion. As an overseer of God's household, he must be blameless, not arrogant, not hot-tempered, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, not greedy for money, not hospitable, loving what is good, sensible, righteous, holy, self-controlled, holding to the faithful message as taught so that he will be able to both encourage with sound teaching and to refute those who contradict it. So if, if you know, the, the Bible talks about wolves being led into the sheep pen as pastors and elders, what our role in the church is to protect the doctrine of the church. Sure. But if the people don't know the doctrine of the church, how will they know if something comes in with a new age theology or this postmodernism ideas? And I'm not trying to sound like, you know, stick to the old paths because I think we need to question everything. But at the same time, if someone comes in and goes, you know what, man, God was like, like Jesus was just a man. But when he got baptized, you know, that that's when, that's, that's when he got his, that's when he became the Christ. That's when sure. he became God. It's like, hold up. That's Mormonism. Yeah, right. That's not, that's you're, not you're how a little off. You're a little off. A little <laughs> right. off. But yeah. And there's another scripture that I, I you know, want to play off of the Titus one and that's uh second Timothy two mm -hmm. 14 says, remind them of these things and charge them before God not to fight about words. This is a this is useless and leads to the ruin of those who listen, right? So don't sit there and argue in front of everybody. But be diligent to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, correctly teaching the word of truth. Old King Jimmy was correctly dividing, dividing the right? word of truth, right? But how are you going to correctly teach or lead somebody to Christ if or you if don't you don't know, know it, right? Avoid irre uh, irreverent and empty speech, since those who engage in it will produce even more godlessness. Hmm. And so I think it's so important, again, as we are defending our faith, as we are witnessing to others, as the Great Commission commands us to, um, if we don't know, know Scripture, right, and know the theology behind it, because there's going to be some hard questions, like some of the questions we got this week of, what about this, what about yep. this? that if you don't understand the theology behind it, right, why did they say what they say? Why did Paul say this this way? Then how are you going to correctly teach it? 
And if you're incorrectly teaching it, it's going to lead to more godlessness. No, of course. And we, we've made mention of it. Not everyone is called to be a Calvin. Not everyone's no. called to be a Piper. Not no. everyone's called to be sure. a MacArthur. No. But we're all called to be, everyone's a theologian. Everyone is, yep. Yep. Everyone's called to proclaim. R.C. Sproul said that. Man, this LaCroix is giving me the burst. Every, oh, goodness. I I'm keep sorry. having to look away. Anyways, everyone's so called to proclaim the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's that's our our proclamation, our great commission, as we are all to in whatever situation. But how you answer things, that, what is the gospel? Right. That's doing theology. That's theology. <laughs> you know? And so going into that, like I, I had... Um, some more verses pulled up here about, you know, theology helps us think through the big questions in life. Sure. Like how does God work in the world around us? Is God good? Is Christianity true? What's the purpose of the world? What's the purpose of us on this earth? And the biggest one going out of what you just said is who is Jesus? Right. And you know, every single major world religion has Jesus. And in fact, has Moses in their religion, Islam, Jehovah witness, Mormon, Christianity, even a lot of what's that? Hare Krishna, what's that? I don't remember what it is, but I think they have, uh, they, I think they have Jesus in there. Mm. No, I would say you never heard like, of Hare Krishna though. I don't. I don't They're the ones with so. like the everything shaved except for that little spot oh. on top of their head with ponytail. Those are people that believe in Hare Krishna. Gotcha. Okay, I got you. I got you. Now, okay, like the the Eastern mystic religions, like Hindu and yeah. Buddhism, like I don't think they have Jesus or Moses in their religions. Right. Um. But at the same time, you know, Gandhi said. I love your Christ. I just don't like your Christian. So yeah. people people right. respect Jesus, and they we know Jesus is the real person. But how you answer who is Jesus is crucial to the faith. And, you know, so like we read in the Bible, this is where theology comes from. This is right. where we build Christology is we read verses like, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. That's Jesus. Jesus is the word, and the logos, which right. is the literally the end-all, be-all of all things. Which is the Greek word for the word, the word, <laughs> right? And then go, continuing in First John one fourteen, which is one of the most beautiful verses in all the Bible, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Literally, he. Oh, this. Have you heard the sermon about like he pinched? Like you think of like they he pitched his tent. Just it wasn't tent. It was. It was nipples. There's a there's the what? sermon. Look look it up. Pinched pinched his tents towards towards Sodom with Abram. It's the, one of the most funny use sermons you will ever see. It is hilarious. I'm I'm a little mortified. <laughs> but, anyway, but, but it literally said that Jesus took up. People are like, "What did I just sign up for?" But but literally, Jesus took up residence. God became flesh and took up residence with His creation, right. which is completely backwards to all the other religions. You said Jesus was just a prophet, right? Or He became the Messiah. He became the Christ. Which right. Mormons don't call Jesus Jesus. They call Him the Christ, which is fascinating. But no, no, no. The war, Jesus became flesh and took up residence with us. Colossians two nine for in. In him, the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily. Ephesians 1.4, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. 2 Corinthians 5.19, in Christ, God reconciled the world to himself. Philippians 2, the fact of Jesus emptied himself, and he be, he literally emptied himself and took on the form of a man, even in, in, you know, he took on the form of a man and then died for us, and then now all things are put under his feet. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we, this is King Jimmy, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So, Jesus Messiah. That's what I think. <laughs> but so but, but you read all this and you go, right. okay, who is Jesus and how does Jesus work? And so how you answer Jesus completely changes your faith. 
And if you don't follow these basic tenets of the Christian teaching, sure. you're not a Christian. Yep. And so when people are thinking, okay, so who was Jesus? Was he just a good moral teacher? Was he a good man? Was he a liar, lunar, <laughs> liar, lunatic, legend, or Lord? Based on how you answer that is how you interpret Scripture. And yeah. if people go, well, I just don't really think, I don't give a... I don't give a crap what you think. What does what does Jesus say about himself? What right. what do his actual followers say about Jesus? Yep. Why did all of a sudden they're worshiping Jesus the same way as the Jewish worship Yah Jewish people worship Yahweh, but they say Jesus is God and that that he's the what? How does all this work? Right. And so, you know, a lot of times like there's a song that I just heard on the radio where, you know, God's gonna work some miracles. I could just feel it. I know it. And I'm like, Based on what, Francine? Based on what? Don't believe a feeling. <laughs> and, 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 and I think it's true to say, though, know, I believe that a miracle is coming. It might not look the way I want because in the Bible we know that God works all things together for sure. good, and He He make He does everything according to His own will and purpose. So, what is the miracle? I don't know, but I know something's coming because He 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 helped me. Like He literally called me His child. I've seen Him do this, so I know He can do other things. That's some good biblical theology. Mm. Just because you feel it and you know it. How? Like, where did this thought come from? It's right. the fact of where do you get what you feel and think and believe, and that's that's theology. Uh, two more quick things before we let you guys go is what else is theology? But this is something that is comes out of personal experience. Is theology gives us something to stand on when the times get hard? Mm. You know, um, Maverick City Worship. They just came out with a song called Firm Foundation. Never heard it, but the church I visited this past Sunday, they did this as their like special music offertory time. And he and the the person who wrote the song, he actually I heard I listened to his live recording of it, and he goes, I'm going to tell you about testimony real quick. And it's the fact of winds came or no, the rains poured and the winds came, but my hope was built on you. Mm. And so basically, the idea is the fact when time gets hard, where is your foundation? And it's the idea of you know the wise man builds his house upon the rock, and the foolish man builds his house upon the sand. When all of the storms come, where is your faith? And, you know, with all the things that come out of my life with my wife's affair and, you know, even stupid decisions on my part and having to figure out, okay, I'm going to step out of the church because I'm just not okay. I need to get my stuff right. I'm looking at all of a sudden I lost my my family. I lost my identity. I lost my my title. I lost all these different things. I'm like, you know, that's very easy to fall into and slip into the mm. path of, you know, alcoholism or fall into the path of severe depression, mm -hmm. fall into the path of who knows what, drugs, sex, all the things that people talk about that they fall into when times get hard. I know sure. you can speak into that, mm -hmm. but what, what was my security tied into? It was the fact of this is not the way it's supposed to be. This is how God works. So I'm going to cling to this. And then more than just that, I also know, okay, so Christianity isn't supposed to be meant to be lived alone. So I had my counselor. I had, I mean, I was meeting with you every single week doing mm -hmm. this podcast. Right. And, and so I know for me personally, my theology, as much as someone wants to go, you spend too much time in these books, my theology, when times got hard, I didn't have to go, okay, just screw all this. This is all wrong. I'm out. It was, no, no, no. This is not how the world is supposed to be. But this, this is happened the, because of sin. This is the result of sin, right. but not the way that the Lord created it in the beginning. Right. And, and, and I don't know if you can speak into this some too, because I know you've had some hard times in life too, where you're like, how do I handle this? And sometimes we make good decisions, sure. we don't. Well, and so when I didn't have any theology and I was basing it, and this is another reason why theology is important, is when I was, and this is just personal truth right here from my own experience, but... Um, when I didn't understand theology, when I wasn't studying theology and I was going by the feeling, I let my feelings always dictate where I went. And my feelings of, oh, I got hurt by the church. 
you know, that they did this and this and that. And I'm severely hurt by, by the church that I surround my, the, the tribe that I surround mm. myself with. And so, um, you know what? I just feel like I shouldn't be here anymore. And so I'm out the door and that led to drugs and premarital sex and alcoholism and all sorts of ended up moving away and, uh, moving down to Florida. Now I had, some, I met some great people down in Florida, but I did a lot of stupid stuff down mm. in Florida too. And it just led to this whole mess. It led to a mess. And, you know, I've gone through harder stuff recently in the past three years now, but having a firm foundation because of theology and learning different theologies and understanding things, I've been more rooted as to like, man, I'm going through some bad sickness. I'm, we're going through this. We've lost our house because of mold. We've gone through these things. And it's like, you know what? The Lord is faithful. And I, I can trust in the Lord because he's not a man that he should lie. And he's going to stand by his promises. And his promises says that, he works all things to the good of those who love him. And I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to hold on to that promise that, you know what? I love God and it doesn't matter. And good may, may look different to us than it is to God because good could be, well, you're going to be martyred today, but guess what? Your story is going to carry on, live on and inspire others. Mm -hmm. Um, it's to the good and glory of God. It's not to the good and glory of us. <laughs> That's what people tend to miss that one a little bit, but it works to the good and glory of God and that no matter what I'm going through, I know that God is there. Mm. God sees me. Mm. God understands, can empathize with me more than anybody else. Any other human in this world could ever think to do. He knows me better than I know myself and he gives me the strength. Why? Because I understand these are the promises that he gave me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, that's where I could take my firm stance and that's where it's like, I think theology is super important because of those things. And the more I study, the more I see the essence of God and who God really is and, and the, the workings. And there's still many things I don't understand. Janiel's asking me questions all the time. I'm like, that's a hard question. I can't answer. <laughs> I can't answer that question. Like, like. She, she brought up another. I'll give you an example this week. Yeah, I'm curious. Okay. And we, and we should. I need to study it more because I, I can honestly say I don't know. So we've all heard of the age of innocence, right? Yep. And, and most people were taught that there's an age of innocence. And she goes, well, That's I just not, she scriptural. goes, it's not, it's not in the scripture at all anywhere. Nope. And it's like, huh? Then why do it's we how teach people it? consciously got through life? Well, in my and, opinion. and we're going to touch on a subject next week, which we talked about mm -hmm. of what about those who have it? And so, even then it's like, okay, you know, yeah, there's a lot of that. We can't for what we're going to answer next week. There's a lot that's still going to go unanswered. Yep. And it's just one of those things. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I can believe this way, but I don't really know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, but these are the hard questions that my own wife is like, what about this? What about this? And I'm like, I don't know. There's some, there's a lot of questions I can answer because I've studied a bunch of theology and it, I've been studying for five years and there's still a lot of questions I can't answer. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I got to search the scriptures for myself before I can give an answer on that. So, but theology is so important to understand how things are supposed to work. Which leads in the last one of just, it helps us appreciate and love God more for exactly. what he is and who he's done. And, you know, I got this one sentence, and then I'm going to close with the uh, the first verse of the hymn, How Firm a Foundation. Good. Because, close this out, because I've, I've already said everything. There you go. Saying. So this last quote I typed out real quick says, 
Everyone does theology, but the Christian life isn't a life to have head knowledge of God. Christianity is supposed to be love. Uh, sorry, supposed to be lived out every day. But the more we know God and we know more who God is and how He works, the more we will want to walk like Jesus and in the life He has called us to. And so, you know, the question of head knowledge versus heart knowledge. Mm. You know, I I tend to lean very heavily on the head knowledge than the heart knowledge, but. Sure. The more I know about God, it should have called me into more worship and deeper worship. Does it? Not always, but it should. Right. You know, and so I won't go back to the old hymn real quick. I'm going to close with the old hymn because you you started saying about my sure foundation. I'm like, oh, I got to read that hymn real quick. Which side note, Firm Foundation by Maverick City Worship. Oh, that's good. But this is the OG right here. You ready? So how firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he has said? Well, what more can he say since he's already said it? To you who for refuge to Jesus has fled. And then second verse, fear not, I am with thee. Oh, be not dismayed, for I am your God and, uh, and will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. Screw it. I'm going to read all six verses. Do it. Went through the deep water. I just said screw in the middle of a hymn. <laughs> Went through the deep waters. I call thee to go. The rivers of sorrow shall not overflow, for I will be with thee, thy troubles to bless, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. Went through fiery trials, thy pathway shall lie. My grace, all sufficient, shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee. I only design thy dross to consume, and thy gold to refine. Man, these are some good old words right here. Even down to the old age, all my people shall prove my sovereign, eternal, unchangeable love. And then when gray hairs shall their temples adorn, like lambs they shall sit in my bosom, in my, uh, in my bosom be born. The soul that on Jesus had leaned for repose, I will not, I will not desert to his foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. Mm. And that's why you study theology, homie. (laughs) That's it. You ready to wrap the show up, my friend? Let's wrap it up. Time for Fun Facts with February. (laughs) I don't know how you're going to transition out of this one, homie. What fun fact you got... With us for the well over 130-something fun facts you've had to kick out over the last two and a half years, man. Yeah, I think we're like up near 135 with bonus And episodes. we've only repeated one. We've only repeated one so far. I, I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us tonight, my friend? All right. Fun fact of the day. The world's oldest wooden wheel has been around for more than 5,000 years. It was found in 2002, approximately 12 miles south of Ljubljana, the capital of Slovenia. Mm. And is now Eastern Europe, and is now housed in the city's museum. Radiocarbon dating, which take it or leave it, was used to determine the wheel's age, which is somewhere between fifty one hundred and fifty three fifty years old. So, that's pretty dope. There's a fun so fact. Fear, I mean, I think the was it like the Chaldean? No, I forgot who designed the the wheel for the cherries or whatnot. But needless to say, that wheel could have been free flowing around back in the times of the Israelites. Oh, definitely. Way back in the day. Definitely. That's pretty dope. I mean, they keep finding all the, the, they found a bunch of chariot wheels. What was it? I was just reading something. I don't remember how old it was, but they just found a bunch of chariot wheels in the, in the uh, Red Sea. 
Red Sea. Well, I mean, that's where, you know, the Red Sea right. opened in the... Whoosh. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... More proof. <laughs> there you go. Well, just like always, guys, we are so thankful and thrilled that you have spent well over an hour with me and Fuller over here in RTC land. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. We just so you know, Fuller, just I'm letting you know too. We're trying to figure out something new with the store because I just found out they pulled all the products off the I store. I saw that. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? So uh, one of our listeners was like, yo, I'm trying to get a t-shirt. I can't get a t-shirt. Y'all only sell masks now? I'm like, no, we, we sell all the things. You know what we should do for that one? Just be like, all right, what's your size? What color do you want? And we'll I'll, hook go, you I'll go do a try, try blend from what I, what I need to do is just really just finally buy Beth her Cricket and just let Beth Cricket Janine, shirts. Janelle keeps talking about that too. She's like, oh, I'll do all your stuff. And I'm like, all right, we just need to do it. We need to get them on it courtesy of lifeway we can do that now ah, thank that's you, something lifeway. that's something we can do but but anyway so we're trying to figure out stuff with our store but either way go to the website real talk christian podcast you can find links to instagram and facebook and youtube and spotify and google and all the various different things there and leave us a review you on can even Apple go iTunes. there go there what click, can you do click on itunes and leave us a comment Look leave us a review because we're trying to get to 100 reviews and when we do we're giving another giveaway for another csb study bible courtesy well we don't know if it's courtesy yet but we just know that the the the, the publishers are lifeway right the publishers are, right exactly but either way we're going to give that study bible we're going to give away two study bibles over the next hopefully next couple months right like, that'd be sweet if you got two study bibles in two months yep make it happen people because we know go. there are thousands of you that listen to rtc which is still unreal that you guys have called us home. So we're, we're honestly super thankful that you guys have done that. Yeah. But just like always, feel free to reach out to us. If you have any more questions, let's keep the conversation going. But hey, until next time, take it easy.